We're recording. Yay, we're back. We're back. It's been a while. I feel, I mean, it's been about a month, I think exactly a month since we've been on here trying to do this again. Um, I think like the rest of the world, COVID has brought some challenges. So for me, I think I'm still staring at a computer every day, all day. So it's been hard. My challenge is getting on and doing this on the weekend and stuff and just, you know, developing those patterns. So today we're going to talk about, uh, first of all, this is Unexplained Oregon, right? Yay, we're back. Hey, we're Christine. back. Kim and Christine. We're just, today I think we're just going to talk about how we've, what we've been doing this last month and how kind of where we've been at and how we've been getting through this. Um, specifically, we're going to talk about what we've been listening to, watching, and doing with ourselves to stay healthy, right? Yeah, I'm I'm like you, Kim, in that um, a majority of my job is also like computer-based work. Not a majority. I mean, I do spend a lot of time on my my computer. So it, I'm with you, like taking the time to concentrate on something and do research and, and then to get back on our computers on the weekend, yeah. I think has been more challenging than we thought it would be. Like I didn't suspect that it would be a barrier kind of to us doing podcasts recordings regularly. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we could have predicted this, but it's just hard when you're at home all day on the computer Monday through Friday and then like I know I've tried to designate Saturday and Sunday as my days. Yeah. I've tried to. So I don't know. To get back on the computer has been difficult, but needless to say we've wanted to connect. <laughs> Definitely. And every time we do connect and do this, it, it brings me an energy. Like just knowing today that we were going to do this was like, I love, it's something to look forward to, right? Yeah. And now more than ever, I've been thinking this is the wave of the future and now more better of a time for us to put this out there. I think right now, because we're going to have people stuck at home. <laughs> And we can say, listen to this. You have nothing fucking better to do. So fucking listen to this. Yeah. So that's been going through my head. Like get shit or get off the pot. Like this is, this is the time. This is the time. I really feel like this is the time. For sure. And I think not only were you and I already listening to podcasts and kind of tuned into that anyway, I've definitely noticed more things popping up right now. I have more time yes. attention. I have, uh, I think a lot of people are watching more TV, listening to more things, staying safe, staying home, whatever. Yeah. Which, by the way, shout out to the ability for people to adapt, to um, to survive and preserve everyone. Like we, as a society, I think the fact that we were able to come together in this way, in a way that I know, Kim, you and I have never seen anything like this. And I don't no. want to spend... You know, I don't think we need to spend a ton of time talking about this. Can we just acknowledge that our worlds were turned upside down within the last few weeks? Totally. It's hard because you see these, like, I've rewatched, like, Contagion and Outbreak. And, you know, it's always been on the horizon. There's, it's always, like, something that could happen. Right. And then to, like, see it happen is a whole different, is a whole different 
thing to uh, see how this is going to play out and how it has played out is it's crazy. And in some ways, we've had little experiences in the past in terms of like the swine flu. I mean, we've had I the yeah. girls and I, my daughters and I were talking about like, when has this happened before? And we were trying to H1N1. think back to, but nothing like this has happened. There hasn't been yeah. anything like this. So, you know, we are talking today about what we what we've been doing to take care of ourselves and to adjust to this. I just, with that, would like to take a moment to. There you go, girl. I got mine <laughs> pouring right now. My cider, my three o'clock cider. It's I've got my today. my IPA right here. There you go. I mean, that's one of the things that's on my list that, like, I, the drinking. Like, I mean, I don't feel like I have a drinking problem, but I do definitely partake in a three o'clock cider now every day. I look forward to it. Yeah. I just, I just go with one, but, um, something that I do that is keeping me sane a little bit. I look forward to it. I have to say it. Yeah. I mean, I, I think when we discuss kind of that self-care part of this, like what are we all doing to kind of what are we doing that maybe isn't so healthy, but what are we right. doing that is? And are we giving ourselves compassion regardless? Like I definitely have had more time in the last few weeks to focus on my plants and my garden. And I am crazy. Like I had no idea, Kim, that there are Facebook groups for other crazy plant people like me. Um, oh, wow. My friend has introduced me to it, and she calls it plant porn. So, Are these people just in your area, or is this, there's just a... All over. They're Facebook plant pages where plant people porn. sell plants, and they have plant purges, and they post photos of, like, their beautiful plants, and they're just, like, holding yeah. this amazing plant that... And I'm not talking about like the typical plant that you'll see in people's homes. Like there are some, there are those, but there are also plants that like I've never seen before. And I've just begun to really dive in hardcore to plants. And I think I may have a problem. No, that's a good problem to have though. Like that to me isn't a problem. Like if you're going to choose something, choose plant porn, you know? Yeah. I mean, choose plant porn. What is... You know, your yard's going to look awesome though. So my issue is finding those plants that, uh, require the shade and, you know, cause I have a lot of shade in my yard. I have a lot of sun in my yard. So I always end up getting crap and planting it and it friggin' dies, dude. So yeah. yeah, it's hard, but I'm proud of you. Yeah. I mean, these are indoor plants and then also we've done, oh, okay. uh, we've definitely dove into like our garden and yard this year and we already had a pretty good base when we bought the house, but like our yard looks better right now. I think a lot of people, I know Kim, you told me yeah. that, that your husband's been diving in and doing some yard work. Unlike, yes. you know, he's, we haven't had time like this before, or we haven't taken the time to really, that's right. Um, take care of things like this. So it's kind of nice. There are positives about it. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, Brian did get laid off, which is a huge negative. I think he's worked the last 30 years, you know, so to be, to lose your job is kind of a shock, especially when you're 50. 
So there's a whole other thing going on in his head probably because you're competing with a younger market and shit. But on the other hand, it's been great because I call him our landscaper and our cook. Like he's out there every day in the yard doing stuff. And if you think about it, we would have had to pay a landscaper to get out and do this stuff. And we would have spent a lot of money. So he's trimmed trees and got our pond back going and oh my God, all kinds of stuff. Our roof. Yeah. The ponds. I mean, it looks really good out there. So, and then on top of it, he's cooking because I'm, Unfortunately, that's the last fucking thing that I want to do. So I do will not cook. That's the last thing I want to do is cook. I know. So, so what kind of stuff is, is he cooking? Well, you know, it's a lot of barbecue, a lot of smoking. Yes. We've had ribs a lot, but that's okay with me. You know, yeah. spaghetti, you know, <clears throat> it doesn't matter as long as it's something and I don't have to do it. So good, good. That's amazing. Yeah. So you guys are getting some good food. Getting going. some good food going. We got our landscaping done. We're good. We're I mean, I feel like I feel like in a situation where we could bring ourselves down and be negative, you have to kind of put some kind of positive spin on it, right? For sure. I mean, on the plus side, I have learned that I actually don't have one eyebrow. I really thought for a long time, if I let my eyebrow grow, my eyebrows grow, that it would just become one. I found out that it actually isn't the same one. So good to know, dude. Yes. Uh, I'm letting the eyebrows grow out a little bit. No need to worry about those. Haven't worn makeup for six So true. Like, I like, you sent me that message the other day. It was like, I haven't put makeup on in a month, which is so true. I have not. I do my laundry for work. It's like all sweats. It's, you know, which I love it. Me too. I, I love it. In some ways, I feel like I was made for quarantine life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a total homebody and I don't have an issue with being told to stay home. But in other ways, I do want to see our world get back to normal. Yeah. Know, for it's sure. kind of scary. scary. I think it's always good to try to see like the good stuff, but... You know, yeah, this has been difficult, but what we've all kind of adapted and and yet what are we going to take away from this time? Because we will go back. I'm sure we will go back. I mean, it's going to be maybe some ups and downs, but. Yeah, that's a whole other weird thing to think about is like when we do go back and actually right now I was supposed to be in Taiwan with my mom. Mm-hmm. So, so we-, we were we were to fly on the 24th to Taiwan. And I was reading the other day that Taiwan has actually <clears throat> been really great with this whole crisis. They're um, like right up there in dealing with it. So uh, just in terms of when we do go back and how Taiwan's dealing, like in every coffee shop, they have a scanner looking at your thermal. Uh, wow. Yeah, so you're walking, and so they are actually not a closed environment yet, but in every in every public place, they're looking at everybody's temperature, and they have been doing that since December. If you fly into Taiwan, you go into a two-week quarantine, and you cannot leave that quarantine. So they've really put in places, so it just gets you thinking when we do get back as a nation, 
to where we need to be. I think there will be changes. We're going to see, I think, our temperatures getting scanned. I know I've, we're going to see people injecting themselves with Lysol. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, yes. Oh, God. I mean, I think this will change. Yeah. We'll get back eventually. Oh, but <clears throat> it'll be very interesting to see how this is going to change. I mean, I think the masks are going to be the fucking wave of the future. You're going to see like runway models walking with masks now. They're going to have to build that into fashion somehow, you know? Oh, I'm sure. It's it's crazy to think about. It will change what we're doing. Uh, We will get back there. But as far as the world that we knew, I, I, I think it's going to be different. Yeah, there's definitely been good and bad pros and cons to this. And and what we take away from it is key. And what things look like after this, it's kind of still up in the air. But, you know, I, I think like you, I've had really good opportunity to watch some things and listen to some things. So that's what we wanted to talk about today, too. Yeah, just to play catch with each other and talk about like, what, what have we been doing to take care of ourselves in the last few weeks? What's been going on? What are we doing in this moment besides drinking, you know, an IPA together and a cider? Um, Yeah. So Kim, do you want to start with what you... Well, I think this is interesting. Like we, a couple weeks ago, we were like, just keep notes about what you've been watching. Like what, you know, just like a mental note, what you've been watching and we'll talk about it. And I, you know, I kind of just wrote down where where I was at. You know, you get sucked into that prime world where you start watching one thing and then it's because you've watched this, you're going to watch this. So I've noticed like since we, I've been taking my notes, I do. And in my podcast and what I listen to, I do listen to a lot of grim fucking shit. Like I, that is what I'm attracted to. That's what gets my goat. It gets me like, I like that scary shit. I like the true crime. Like, I don't think that I'll ever steer away from that. I like the fluffy stuff, but you'll never find me, like, going for a romance movie. I'll always look for a horror movie. You know what I mean? Of course. Of course. Yeah. And we've talked about that, you know, that we uh, may sprinkle it with some episodes of This Is Us every now and then. Exactly. I'm on the This Is Us train now that that happened this quarantine I got sucked into this is us but you know I think I agree with you Kim which is why we're friends like that that's not our go-to like we're not gonna it's totally not our go-to and so when I've been I've been like looking back and so I am stuck into that uh this is what you've watched on prime world and I think we've talked about helier right you've watched it I haven't finished it yet but that to me is a really good one to watch because the people on there are not stupid. So I get stuck, you know, I'll watch some of these ghost shows and then I'll get like totally turned off because the people are fucking idiots yeah. and like yeah. dumb and not, you can't eat, they're just stupid. But Helier, I got stuck, sucked into because they seemed pretty intelligent and you said you met those people which was interesting yeah so they are legit like and you can tell when you watch it right like the whole it's really you have to be in the mood for that one i i mean you get sucked into it's dark 
and you have to pay attention. But to me, they're very intelligent and they're legit. Like they're very believable was my first impression. Is it, is it hell, hellier? Hellier, hellier. Yes. It's a documentary based and it's how many episodes is that? Ooh, it says it's two seasons. 15 episodes. Yeah, it's two seasons, so it's worth getting sucked into. I'm still on the first season, but it definitely is one to watch. And I'll just, like, I'll be someone that will just go on Prime and be like, look at the picture, and, like, I think I just clicked on that one because it looked creepy. Like, if you look at the picture of it, it's all, like, it's this weird face. So, uh, yeah, that is definitely one and then when you said you had met those people, I was like, what the fudge? That's crazy balls. Tell me about what you, how would you sum up that documentary show? That to me is a lot, it's a lot of alien though, right? Okay. It's a lot alien. And then they bring in a lot of Mothman crap, which has always fascinated me. Right? Absolutely agree. I love the Mothman. I've I've always been fascinated with it. And so it brings in a lot, but it, it has a lot of extraterrestrial uh, UFO shit in it too. Those two things are crazy to think about. Takes you into that world. I, I need to I need to really dive into it and watch that second season. I just got sucked into it. Yeah, and I think you told me about it, and then I started watching it and realized that I had actually met the the main couple and had been a part of a weekend ghost adventure type getaway on Mackinac Island in Michigan, and and really was impressed by their professionalism and their. So there you go. You met them in person and you felt that they were genuine. It really comes through in that show. Yeah. I, I, and can I just say that we had like a crazy experience when we did sort of some, some ghost hunting with them and I'll never forget it. Like, so I feel like they're pretty legit. And when I watched the episodes I watched, I felt continued to feel that way and was yes on board with it as well so i agree i think that was i need to keep watching those too i kind of forgot about it so i want to get back on board with good yeah then okay and then another one on my prime list and i think i told you about this the other day was the bridgewater triangle did you did you check that one out again check that out no okay so that's like another documentary one and i think when I look, when I watch those shows, that's what appeals to me. And I'm thinking maybe because that seems more genuine, like it just seems more real and tangible when you put it in that form. Right. Mm -hmm. But, um, the Bridgewater Triangle was pretty creepy and very worth watching. It's on prime. Basically it's in Massachusetts. And if you look at this map, there's this triangle and they've, and in within this triangle, there's been all this friggin' activity as far as UFO, ghost, Bigfoot. Like if you look at the map and they've mapped out this triangle, there's a shit ton of crap. And so I got sucked into that the other night, but there was this creepy friggin' story in that one. 
I got to just say, I got to tell you it really quick. It, it it got me like, so a lot of the times I can't sleep. I'll just put on these shows on my iPad and watch them, you know? And so I got sucked into this and it was just this guy and his daughter and they were taking this walk and, um, they kind of live out in the country and they were walking one night and it was dark and he sees like what he thinks is a child like standing across the street underneath like the street light and he's looking and he thinks that the child's naked and so and they're with their dog and the dog's freaking out and so he kind of like walking up to it and as he's realizing that it's not a child it's more like a weird not like a little person, but a weird creature thing. It was so strange the way he described this thing. And it points at him. (laughs) And it's like, it starts saying this, it starts talking to him, but it's not real English. It's like saying, E-watch you. It's like screaming, E-watch you. And so he's figuring it out and he's like, and he figures it out that it's saying, it wants you. And then he's, yeah, and he's like staring at it and it, and then it says something like, come here, but it doesn't say come here. It sounds like come here. And so he's thinking in his head, this little fucking thing wants me to come there. Like it wants me near it. Mm -hmm. And it was enough to freak him out and they turn and they run. (laughs) Now... It was just so creepy, this whole story, and I got sucked into it. I had to turn it off because it was just, it was like a creepy story in this Bridgewater Triangle. And then I just got to thinking, like, you just think if you're in those situations, would you be the type of person to walk? Like, I mean, so many of these stories, like, and and I know I'll watch these stories and Brian will be like, why isn't there one picture? Like, why didn't it, why isn't there a picture of that little, little person fucking thing? And, you know, it, there's no video, there's no nothing, but it was so scary that I, I wouldn't think to pull out my camera or like my, so scary that your heart stops. Yeah. Like I've had those dreams where you're like, I've had ghost dreams where I'm in like a haunted house and I'm so scared that my heart, like I cannot do anything. I can't yeah. move. I'm so stunned. So I feel like that that's why we don't have a lot of this shit documented maybe. Well, not only that, but even if it was documented, someone like Brian would say that's not real. Exactly. Let's pull this apart. And I mean, let's say by chance we had our phone with us. It was charged in that moment when we had our dog and our daughter. And I do take my phone. You probably do too every time you go for a walk. But yes, I, I do every I time for safety. Be able to pull my phone out and like record. Not if I was like. Plus, a lot of these stories, and my dad even has a story that I'm sure we'll talk about at some point in this podcast, where he saw he was sucked into like an unidentified flying object situation where he was hypnotized Mm -hmm. so a lot of these situations and he this man even felt like that at that moment he knew what he was seeing wasn't fucking a thing yeah and he knew that it wanted him near it so Mm -hmm. he was kind of like drawn to it so you got to think in a lot of these situations maybe we're hypnotized things take over 
I don't know. It's hard not to get sucked into the UFO shit, but there's a lot of it on Prime where people are getting abducted and freaking all that crap. So I look at my Prime right now and that's because you've watched this and it's all fucking haunted hotels, oh UFO abduction. My it's prime horrible. looks exactly the same, sprinkled with Bigfoot in there. Exactly, and Bigfoot. A lot of Bigfoot in mine right now. And haunted I, hospitals, like yes. every possible haunted bathrooms. Yes, I. I'm exactly. like, who made that? Who made that? So true. It's crazy, but I do get fucking sucked into it really bad. Yeah. But, you know, the thing is, is you find shit that way, too. Like, it takes a little bit, and if your partner Uh is patient with you, who's sitting with you, or your kids, or whoever, or even if you're by yourself, one out of every maybe 20 will end up being, like, good shit that you're, like, telling other people about, which is what we're doing today. That's how I found Helier and Bridgewater Triangle. That's exactly how I, I, and I can pretty much click on them and know within like five minutes if I'm going to be into it. It's like, usually if they have the English accent, it's a little harder for me to get into that, you know, it's like, it's hard. I don't know. It's just harder. So I'll always investigate those for us. Definitely. And let us know (laughs) good ones to watch. I also get sucked in, like, um, I never watched The Americans. Did you ever watch The Americans, that I did. show? Yes. Yeah, so that's on Prime, and so that's a good one. You get into these shows that you never maybe watched and always didn't have the time. So right now, I'm a binge watcher, though. Like, I will find one and friggin' just binge watch the shit out of it until I'm sick of it. On my Hulu right now... I decided to rewatch The Handmaid's Tale, which, <laughs> like, I I had watched it, and I was totally caught up, but, and then my friend hadn't watched the third season, so she started rewatching it, and then was saying all this, I'm like, I need to rewatch it. Do you ever do that, where, like, you watch it so long ago, and then you forget? Yeah. So, but I remember I ended up hating, like not, not hating, but not really liking Alfred or, or June in the third season. So I was like, I need to rewatch it from the beginning. So I've totally rewatched it like in the last week and just binge watched the shit of it. And I have to say the Handmaid's Tale is the best fucking show Like, I, especially with what's going on now, like, we were talking about it, and it's totally got me thinking, like, you never think that that would happen, what happens in the show, but we've all heard, like, the martial law and, you know, people, like, throwing that out there, and then when you watch a show like this, it just friggin' gets you thinking. I just think it's the best show and so worth watching. What do you think? Yeah, I... I'm with you, and I think it's great. I did not finish the last season of it. So I have to tell you, I enjoy it now re-watching it. So I suggest you going back and re-watching it from the beginning because there was a lot in it that I, I guess I, I watched it 
pretty closely the first time, but there was a lot of stuff that I missed. I get, I don't know. I, I ended up empathizing and thinking different things the second time I watched it. So, okay, which shocked me, you know, I mean, I wasn't so, I wasn't so love, loved it so much, but now I'm like totally into it. Like I, I so into it. So I watched one night, maybe two weeks ago, I was up and I, I decided to turn on Hulu and I'm sure you have seen, um, okay. I'm sorry. And never mind. We probably should edit this out, but ever since no, I just say it. the main actress is, is a Scientologist and that's on my list too, I, to talk about. That is so funny. Oh my God. Because I did not know she was. No, did I you? God, that it, we totally think the same, dude. That is on my fucking notes. I know. Elizabeth Moss is a Scientologist, but did you ever watch Mad Men? Definitely, yeah. Okay, I never watched Mad Men, and that's on my list. That that's on Netflix right now. You've got so you can watch. And I started it, and I got I'm sucked into Mad Men as well. But that one is one that I can only watch a little bit before I get fucking pissed off. Like I'm so glad. Yes, I just. I, the men in it just are fucking dicks. Like, I'm so glad we didn't grow up in that generation. Like, I, 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 I just, I don't even know what we would have done if we would have grown up in that generation. I mean, it's crazy, but she's in that show. Yeah. And she's really good. And then, and then I totally, she's a Scientologist. And the rumor was that her and Tom Cruise were like, had something going too. Did you hear that? Which is so gross. Sorry, maybe we should edit this out. I mean, we, we need to... This is strictly our opinion, okay, people? Fuck. Yeah, and okay, what's interesting to me about it is I did not know that about her. I absolutely love her. She's an amazing actress. I love she her. She is so good in that show. In The Handmaid's Tale. Like, they're... Oh, my God. And in Top of the Lake, which is also... Oh, I haven't seen that. Okay. okay. That is another another series that you need to watch with her. Is that Hulu? I believe it's on Hulu. I believe there's two seasons. That, to me, was her in-between from Mad Men. Like, I watched her in Top of the Lake... Okay. She is okay. What should we say? What her name is? Like I feel Elizabeth Moss. Her name's Elizabeth Moss. I think what what we're saying here is that she's amazing, and it didn't bother me until I found out what her affiliation was. And now I don't know that I will look at her the same because to me, the fact that she's in that that that's a choice of hers to be affiliated with that church, and yet. The Handmaid's Tale to me seems very directly correlated with the like a church that controls people. Yeah, yes. so I'm very surprised, and I'm surprised that she was allowed to do it. I'm surprised that yeah, and I don't know if I don't know her story. I actually, when I I love hearing like interviews of people and I actually tried to find her on the podcast. Like there, she has not, she doesn't have an interview out there. I don't think I couldn't find that on Apple Pie podcast, but I don't know if she was born into it. I know also Erica Christensen from Parenthood. Do you know who Uh, that is? 
She's a Scientologist as well. Yes, but I've heard her in an interview, a podcast interview, she was born into it. Okay. So I don't know if that would change your opinion, but just hearing when Erica Christensen talked about it, she, I don't know, it was just, she was just embedded with it when she was a child. Like, that's what was taught to her, you know, these things. Like, yeah, we see the craziness in Scientology, and I think it's totally cuckoo. I'm right up there with Leah Remini. Like, I, I get sucked into her show as well. But um, I think it's just, I don't know if you can say because you're a Scientologist. You know, I think every case is different. Were you born into it? Did you choose that way of life? Like, how did you come into it? It's just, it's, it's very interesting. Yeah. Right? I agree. Like... I have, okay, so I have compassion and understanding and empathy for people and their spiritual choices and their, you know, and the difference between being, you know, born into it and then choosing it later. Like, I I understand all of that. It's just, it. there's something about it that really... Do you feel like she's being a hypocrite because The Handmaid's Tale is about controlling people, Right. And so is Scientology, right? right. So maybe she's being a little bit of a hypocrite. You know, it's manipulating people and it's, I don't know. I just started the show the other night with uh, Leah Remini. Remini, yes. And I haven't ever watched it before. And I just turned that on one night and started watching it. It's everything I already knew, but... That's really crazy, though. I have watched that one and yeah. she actually, it's worth watching. What's interesting about, I liked about that is she does take these cases. She'll, so she'll take like a family and go into how they got into it and how they got out and the whole story. And, and so that, that show is very well worth watching. I don't know how this got into a Scientology. We hate Scientology (laughs) talk, but that's how this goes. Yeah. The Handmaid's Tale did that, but that's interesting. I think watching it from the beginning for sure might help. Yeah, I am all about it. I think it's an amazing it's written show. really well. Like yeah. I, it's I I don't know. I've I've gotten sucked into it, and then it's also gotten me thinking about what we're going through today. For like, sure. Yeah. I mean, it's so crazy. And then I also get sucked into like Nip Tuck, <laughs> which is so bad. I'm rewatching Nip Tuck. I don't think I ever finished that one to the end. Did you? No. Really hard to watch, but also very interesting um, because like, do you remember the, the one girl on there? Her name's Kimber and, and she was like Christian's girl. Okay. Yeah. Well, I remember thinking back in the nineties when I watched it, that Kimber was so pretty, right? Yeah. Like really pretty. But now I watch it and she is not fucking pretty. She's like haggard looking dude. Like she, mm-hmm. she has the fake tan. And that, so it just, it's really interesting to go back and watch even how far we've come from the nineties. That to me, when you watch it was when they cutting edge, like that's when people started putting Botox into their face and no one really was and and all this shit. And then I just thought, wow, I remember thinking she was really hot and pretty, but now I look at her and and she's not pretty. So it's just kind of interesting how we change 
how the style our per- changes. Our perception changes yeah. when hopefully when we get older of what pretty is, right? Yeah, hopefully definitely. it changes. And that and so it's it, that's always interesting to me. <laughs> Nip tech gets me thinking. Oh boy. <laughs> I know. It's a nasty one. I have to like turn it off after a little while because then I feel a little nasty watching it. While I'm doing my work during the day, and you know, I'll be wa- okay. I should stop watching Nip Tuck, but is there anything else on Hulu that you've been watching? So, I really was excited to talk to you about this show that I've been watching. Well, first off, two things I wanted to talk to you about Parasite came to Hulu. Okay, yes, I saw that. And what is it? A is it a documentary movie? Is it okay? Is it a show? What? Because I've seen it on there, and it's not generally something that I would click on. But you said watch it, and it got a lot of awards, didn't it? The yeah. last awards season, it did. So what is it? It is a movie, and it is, and it's a Korean movie. So subtitles. So I need to sit and and read. Yes, it's in it. subtitles. And in the last couple of months, I definitely had heard, you know, people talking about the movie. And typically, you know, I'm, I I like to think that I'm kind of aware of what the movies are that are like considered Oscar nominated contenders. And I, for some reason, haven't, I guess, I don't know, this one kind of fell off my radar and I didn't. I didn't go see it. I didn't have a chance to. So do you typically, like, if it's Oscar nominated, do you seek it out and want to watch it? Yeah, I mean, there was a while where, uh, when we lived in Michigan, where we would be a part of, like, a an Oscar competition to try to figure out who we think is going to win different things. And, like, I, I really am really into that. And so I thought... You know, this one was, this one is a very different movie in terms of like being part of the Oscar contenders. It's number one, you know, from another country. Mm-hmm. And there, yeah, it won a bunch of Oscars. So I thought I would give it a chance. I could probably go into more details, but I honestly, I don't, I. Is it a horror? Is it a comedy? Because doesn't it say it's a comedy on Hulu? Comedy, drama, thriller? Okay. Comedy, drama, thriller. I kind of went into it not wanting to know a lot about it. I kind of do that sometimes where I don't want to know a lot. And I went by what other people were telling me. And then my daughters had seen it. And then my daughter, who is currently staying with us during COVID, was like, we have to watch this together. Okay, so tell me what it's about. Just give me the gist without ruining it for me. So if you watch the preview on Hulu or anywhere, it looks amazing. I'm not going to look like you. I would have thought that this would be a movie right up our alley. Like a horror, like... Yes. Very intriguing, perhaps suspenseful. Okay. And that, for me, really, I've decided is my go-to. Like, I definitely prefer a suspenseful movie. I don't ever have to see someone stabbed to death someone else. I don't necessarily have to see the ghost... See the demon. See True. The I get way more into the thriller, the sure. how does it make you feel. That is what it freaking gets you. To me, the best is the unseen. When they can freaking scare the shit out of you. Yes. And they haven't even shown you it. Like yeah. in The Descent. 
Yes. I don't know if you've seen that or, I mean, they're even in signs, signs. Blair Witch Project. Blair Witch. I mean, there is an art to it, right? This was me and maybe, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say definitely cultural um, in terms of just a different like approach because the we have different cultures, but I've watched originals from, you know, the ring and right. the grudge and yes, that's different countries. But so keeping all of that in mind when you watch it. Okay. Um, okay. That is still done very well. There are parts of it that are beautiful to look at and I, should and probably will eventually dive deeper into all of this because my daughter wanted me to love this movie and could not wait for me to see it and it was almost like a ceremony when we sat down to watch it together because she does not watch scary movies and so is the whole thing in subtitles it is like the that's so tough like, I really need to be in the mood for that, man. Like, you know, I really need to get my mindset for it. We kind of keep um, subtitles on all the time now. And so okay. if it's in, in English, we have them on all the time. And it's because we watch a lot of British TV also. So anyway, hmm. I don't think I really liked it as much as everybody else. That being okay. said, I did not find it super scary. I found it very well done. I found it beautiful. I thought the acting was amazing. The classes, classism going on and the, the, the point behind the movie was very well developed. I mean, it was a beautiful movie. It just, to me, was not what it was portrayed for someone who... But it had to do well, I mean, for it to get Best Oscar. And now, did it have anybody that we know in it? No. I didn't know any of the actors. I I think it was a great, like, I don't think movies like this typically get nominated. So the fact that okay. it, it did this well is amazing. I just don't think it's a scary movie. And my daughter Shoot. was so disappointed because I didn't really think it was scary and I didn't really like it. And I felt like I had disappointed her, but... And this is your daughter that doesn't typically like scary movies, right? So this, to her, is scary? It was. <laughs> I love her. Right. And she's... We've watched This Is Us this, during COVID together. And... So she's more of like the make you feel good type of yeah and she this is like. a lot for her and it was a lot it was it's an intense movie i'm not saying it's not intense okay at parts but i have a different like take on what is intense and exactly I, I mean we're I pretty know, hardcore i was gonna take a lot like, to scare oh my god that was so in, but that was not this like it was <laughs> it has it's definitely deserved the the award is it ghost no just tell me is there okay, okay. Okay. No, it's about people and what people do to other people and people's, and, yeah. and it's about people and it's, it's interesting, good in a lot of ways. And it's also like, but it, I didn't even really find it suspenseful, but some people, okay. for people who don't watch scary movies, they might think that it's scary. Right. Um, the other one that I want to tell you about that is on my mind right now is it on hulu or where can i find it well it's on whatever wherever you get the history channel and i i just want to like also tell you that during covid i have dove into 
This Is Us, which I mentioned before. Yes. That got our like sprinkle of sweet and sad. That one is very sad. Like that show, I will, I told you, I, I build those up and have usually like five or six at a time because it does kind of watch like a movie, that show, right? So it's very easy. You can like watch like six episodes and feel like you've watched a good movie and fucking cry at the end. I don't know why we're so invested in these people and, and why we care that she's losing her, you know, has Alzheimer's, but Mandy Moore to me. I love her voice. I've always loved her. Like, do you like her? Like, there's just something about her that you just like. Yeah. So, I mean, it's no wonder she's done good on that show. But, yes. Yeah, so sprinkle of of my, of the sweet. And then we caught up on Luther, season five of Luther. So we had okay. our edgy Luther. And then This Is Us. And then we also did Bob's Burgers, which is a comedy Bob's Burgers. That is also on Hulu. Okay. There's just so many things. I can't go into everything. There's so many things. Like, but I get sucked into, like, the old, like, ER. (laughs) George Clooney. So I'll, like, watch it from the beginning. So I'm on, like, season five of ER. I'll always have Sons of Anarchy going on a loop because I watch that at night when I can't sleep, hoping that I'll dream of Charlie Hunnam. But, um, so Sons of Anarchy is always going, but, and then I'm about ready to give up on Grey's Anatomy. What do you think? Are you, have you been a Grey's person from the get-go? Not for a while. Not for a while. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I've watched it from the get-go and we're, it's about time. Like they, they need to let go of that show. So. Yeah. But I haven't really watched any movies on there. I need some more movie suggestions. I'm more of a show person. Like, I'll get sucked in and watched. Like, I'm on the Mad Men. Totally got sucked into Mad Men because I've noticed if there's a character in the show that I find is attractive, <laughs> then I am right there and I will see it to the end. Yeah. The dude on the Mad Men. What's his name? The main guy. Ham. My, yes. uh, Michael John Ham. Hamm? John Ham. I've gotten sucked into him. He's really I handsome. Think that's, he definitely makes the, the show. He makes the show for sure. So the show that I've been watching that I want to talk to you about today is called The Secret of Skin. I'm writing it down. It's on the History Channel. Yeah, it's the called Se- The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. <laughs> sounds so good. <laughs> I feel like I've maybe started that one, maybe. Where is it based out of? So the story? there are a lot of things about Skinwalker Ranch. Like, if Okay, because I feel like I've heard about Skinwalker sure. Ranch. If you go down the rabbit hole on Amazon Prime, like there are a lot of things about Skinwalker Ranch. So this, the reason I'm talking about this is because it's pretty legit. And where, again, just remind me, where is Skinwalker Ranch? I'm sorry, you don't know where Skinwalker Ranch is? This is a ranch located outside of Utah or inside of Utah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Skinwalker Ranch. Skinwalker Ranch. I swear I feel like I've seen something on this place, but I'm intrigued. Tell me, tell me. Okay, so this is a ranch located in Utah. 
It is pretty freaking infamous. There's like 200 years of history around this ranch that is infamous for paranormal and like UFO sightings. It is 500 acres. Actually, it's about 512 acres of property that is, you know, at one point, one point in time, it was like a, a functioning ranch. And actually, it was considered the Sherman Ranch, which is kind of what it's known for. Those were the the people that owned it that kind of came to like the forefront of reporting on what was going on there. When the Shermans owned it, there's a lot of information about what happened to them when they owned it. And then okay. along came like a billionaire who bought it and decided to do a bunch of tests like with his own money on the property. And a lot of what he discovered has never been released to like the public. You can't get a hold of any of the information. Bring us to May 2019, which is when the new owner decides to buy it. And he also is pretty wealthy And he brings in this crew of people who are scientists. A lot of them have already been working on the property, but they bring in like a brand new scientist who has like 5,000 degrees. And is this more UFO, like UFO stuff? They have freaking everything on this piece, this 500 acres. They have cattle mutilation that is like, precise mutilation so we're not just talking about like they walk up and find a cattle we're talking like the cattle is like precisely mutilated drained of blood the crew saw the that particular animal a few hours before they come back and the animal is dead like creepy there are things happening on this property that have been going on for a long time still to this day they're happening to this day. Or... so this show is four episodes in right now okay it's pretty freaking intriguing and along the same lines of it being like legit so kim I are have... the people annoying like the I, I'm picturing, like, ranch dudes that are, okay, let's go get like, these people. Let's go get these UFOs. Are they like I, that? I or? have to go get my computer charger. <laughs> okay. And Matt is going to have to edit out what we just said because that is really funny. I actually don't know if I want him to edit it out. Let's go get those UFOs. Let's go get the UFO. I feel like we could do a whole show on the secret of the Skinwalker Ranch. We probably could. I mean, the Skinwalker what is basically an evil entity that can take different forms. So, okay, the people that have owned this ranch have seen everything. They've seen werewolves. They've seen wolves. They've seen there are three. I think three homesteads on the property, and the one of the homesteads is fucking haunted so this property has everything in four episodes and yes the people are a little bit annoying okay thank you for answering that i just wanted to know if because that's what gets me but you're telling me to stick with it and to get over that it might be one it might be one that brian would watch with you because i've got dave sucked into it it's more it's definitely like more scientific i mean they are doing 
like rocket tests, little, you know, model rocket things. They've done like a weather balloon. They're testing like the levels of radiation, the levels of different, you know, what's in the air and what is happening in that space is not normal. Like, okay. So what have they found? They have found bones. They have found like in four episodes, it's intense. That's all I can say. I, so far, we haven't recorded any ghosts. They haven't recorded any ghosts, but like okay. it's creepy. It's unexplained. It's it's worth a watch. And I don't know. Okay. I don't know why I like it, and I think I think why I do like it is that it's it's like the unknown. And when you've got people who are evidence based researchers and scientists, and they've got like top of the line equipment to try to do their research. And some of it is just really basic testing that they're doing. It's not the U.S. government. These are, you know, privately funded, wealthy people. These are the people that own the ranch now? So the owner of the ranch has this crew of people that he is having conduct tests Hmm. to try to figure out what is going on on this property. Does he live at the property, the owner of the ranch? No. Okay. People have gotten sick there from the crew. Mm. So I wrote down a few things like, you know, it's just got everything you could want in it. And and there's All more right. than there's more than just even this show. I mean, you can do some research around it. The the property currently is completely guarded off. Like because of all of the media and what's out there right now, like you said, the rabbit hole of Amazon Prime or YouTube or, you know, anything people are trying probably trying to get on the property. So they have security and they have cameras and they have they're protecting the property so that not anyone can just go up on the property and try to figure out. But I mean, this isn't this feels pretty legit. There are definitely different forms of documentaries that have done things, probably some podcasts. I don't know the extent of what research has been done on it, but definitely look into it. So when I was watching that back to that Bridgewater Triangle, I was, because when they, they show the map, right, of this in Massachusetts. Yeah. Of the triangle. And then they start mapping out all these things that have happened within this triangle. And then I got started to think like. What if, like, every area had this triangle, Mm. you know? It kind of got me thinking it was just really weird. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, some things about, like, magnet stuff, energy stuff, uh, radiation, things that are unexplained. and, And, yeah, it's really interesting. It's hard to not, like, I really try not to get sucked into the alien crap. I know. Because, and my dad will do it to me, man. My dad gets sucked into that alien shit, and he'll want to talk to me about, like, the grays and the tests that they're doing on people. And it's like, it's so, like, out of sight, out of mind. I don't want to think about it, but when I watch shit, I get fucking sucked into it and scared yeah because i'll watch shit like i watched like that one the other night and one of the stories and the guy on there was like 
I do, I am not someone that would have ever believed in this. Yeah. And he's telling about his account. So when you have someone on there and then also on that Bridgewater, there's a ton of stories that their people don't want to be cited. They don't want their name out there. Mm -hmm. So that to me is very credible. So I just, I try not to get sucked into that UFO alien crap, but I find myself being fascinated with it. And then on the, and then I get scared. And then I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about it. Like you hear about these stories. I watched some stupid prime movie about these kids. They ended up going out to this field. They, they have some UFO shit. And so, and anyway, the men in black come and get them and shit. And so you get, then it got me. I started searching about, you know, you hear about the men in black sure, that come. And sure. Can you imagine what's in our search scared. history? All the stuff in my search Oh, my God. I think about that, too. It's like, latest murder in Oregon. (laughs) Hi, Dave. Hi, Kimmer. There's a good husband. Where'd you get those? those I'm all good. I had enough. I don't need more. (laughs) I can't even keep Oh, she needs more. She needs more. (laughs) That was sweet. Yeah. So what do you think in terms of like, I'm good with what I talked about. I feel like I didn't do the best on description of parasite or skinwalker. I mean, I feel like any, anytime we do this, we're pretty opinionated. Yeah. (laughs) So keep that in mind. This is our opinion. I mean, I have some podcasts that I have out there that I'm watching. Like, do you know who Michael Rosenbaum is? He was on, um, he was Lex Luthor on Smallville on that TV show. Okay. Well, he, I happened upon him. I think he was on Dax Shepard's podcast or whatever, but I happened upon him and he has one. It's called Inside of You by Michael Rosenbaum. And he will interview like fucking celebrities, but he is such, I'm like in love with him. I don't, I, and so what's so funny is I had a dream about him the which is so like I don't I listen to him every week and he is he's worth listening to he's fucking hilarious and I don't know you just get sucked into these podcasts where you find people yeah and for some reason I love him he has like a retreat in LA where like for his pot where you can pay and go spend like a week with him. And I'm like, I would freaking pay for us to go do that. That would be so fun. Okay. But anyway, Inside of You by Michael Rosenbaum. I love him. And I find myself, I need like the comedy relief sometimes, sometimes with podcasts. Like I get sucked into the true crime. I listen to Morbid and... All those, you know, true crime junkie and all those crime stories. But I'm someone that needs like a comedy relief as well. Yeah. So like listening to podcasts is really good for me. That way I'll get sucked into like I love Fortune Themester. She's like a lesbian (laughs) comedy. She has she has one out there. She's so she was like a writer on Chelsea lately. And she's, yeah, she has a Netflix, uh, like a one hour comedy right now on Netflix and she's fucking hilarious. Like, I feel like 
I'm someone that never really used to get into comedy shows, but right now, more than ever, I feel like it's really fun to listen to. And then um, what else? What other podcasts do I listen to? Kate and Oliver Hudson. Do you know them? Uh, Goldie Hawn's daughter. Okay, so they're brother and sister, and they have one called Sibling Rivalry, Rivalry right now, and it's all about... Um, they'll have celebrity siblings on there. And so it's, wow. it's about like, and I really like the podcasts where you're just listening to a conversation. I think we've talked about this before where you're just like a fly on the wall. You're listening to their conversation. Yeah. I feel like I've learned the most when I listen to those, but that's a good one to listen to because it's fun. Yeah. And I have, I always love Kate Hudson. I think she's cute. And Goldie Hawn is on there sometimes. It's really fun to listen to them. And just to be like a fly on the wall, like how they grew up, you know? Definitely. <laughs> and then I always get sucked into like Dateline. You can do any Dateline episode on your podcast. Sure, so yeah. I'll like put a fucking Dateline on and go work out in the yard. And before you know it, you're like an hour into yard workout, you know, and you've listened 48 hours. Yeah, I feel like those are the things I have on my podcast list. There's one called Jim Harold Campfires. Definitely listen to that one. Yes, I love him. And that is fun to me because it is the people with the experiences calling in and actually talking about it. So I've heard some really creepy shit on that one. Okay. Really good stories. So Jim Harrell campfires. What else do I have on my list that I've been listening to? You know, uh, oh, and then also I think I told you about The Secret Room. Yes, I've listened to yes. that one. That's good. I love that one because that's one where – Someone will go on and tell like a secret that no one else knows. Yeah. What's going on in their life. I love and, it. and the guy on there is really like his voice is just hypnotizing and he'll like, I love how he interviews the people and, and it'll just be like a stupid secret sometimes. Yeah. Like just a stupid one where you're like thinking it's like a huge thing. And it's not. <laughs> and it's not, but. It's kind of fun to just be a fly on the wall and listen to those. What other podcasts are you listening to? Anything else? So um, just a quick shout out Hulu show from FX called What We Do in the Shadows. Oh. Comedy about vampires. I cannot even do it justice. I think I don't even know how many episodes I've watched of it in the last three days. I haven't even heard about it. Super funny. If you're talking about comic relief. Of course, my podcast, uh, I always go towards creepy, but yes. if you're looking for something along like self-care and um, self-development, I would just highly recommend Brene Brown's oh. Unlocking Us. Okay. This is much more serious stuff on the other spectrum. This isn't comedy. This isn't true crime. This isn't, you know, talk showy. This is like self-development stuff that like I typically dive into for my job and just my own like self-development stuff. Awesome. She's freaking amazing. If you don't know who Brene Brown is, there's I amazing doubt. books out there. She's a social worker, but she's a researcher. So she has my heart 
because we're social awesome. workers. So it'd be really good for people to listen to in this time. Oh my gosh. Right? She, her podcast is newer. She's been around for a while. She's been on Oprah. Um, I listened to Super Soul Sunday this today. I got up and listened to that. I've decided that might be my new church. Oh, good. Yeah. So that's my good, my good stuff. That's the stuff that kind of makes me feel like good and wholesome and yummy when I listen to it. And then my true crime kind of is, makes me feel edgy and like. I mean, I always will go back to the true crime. I don't know why. But shout out to my Brene Brown. But yeah, I'm back in the true crime typically or, you know, you can turn on Hulu right now and watch any type of investigation true crime, ghost hunting. We are so lucky right now that we have access to podcast and YouTube and Amazon and Prime and Netflix. And I mean, when we were growing up, I remember being stuck watching, you know, whatever came on on the cable channel, not even cable and CBS, NBC and ABC. And then if, you know, I, we are so lucky right now that yes. we can literally turn whatever we want on. We have it like at our fingertips. Yes, it we probably have- is the one thing that's saving people during this time. I agree. Like, like there's good and bad. Like in some ways, we were so limited. I watched um, yesterday with my daughter. I, I made her watch the 1955 movie, The Picnic, and. Oh. I had watched this movie when I was, I don't know, a teenager, and it was a Saturday afternoon, and nobody was home, and I just happened to turn on, like, whatever channel my parents had, because we didn't have a lot of channels, and that's when I watched this movie. I think that's the first time I watched Gone with the Wind. I think we, remember, we got sucked into Gone with the Wind in high school. Yeah. Remember? We had, like, a mar- Yes. You don't Doctor remember that? No! Yes! I want to say... Junior or senior year, we totally got sucked into it and watched it. And I think we went up to Carrie's house maybe and watched it. Like, we went to someone's house. We had a total marathon, and we got sucked into that. I'm so glad you brought that up because actually I have the movie The Picnic, and then I have Gone with the Wind. And so we still are watching. Lily and I will be watching Gone with the Wind. We watched The Picnic yesterday, which was filmed in 1955. And it's like... To sit and watch that and to remember the first time I watched it when I was like a teenager and had, you know, what we were allowed to see or what was accessible Uh at that time. Like we could watch now, I feel like we can watch almost any movie we want. I can look back and say, I want to watch a movie from the 80s with you and I can pop it in on Amazon or buy it off of Amazon or whatever. Or odds are good it's on Netflix or Hulu or on YouTube. And it's like, I don't know if it's better or worse. I know. I was just, as you said that, I'm thinking, is this a good thing or is this a bad thing? It's definitely a good thing for, I don't, I mean, I I think our young people, our youth don't know any other way. You know? I mean, it's. Well, and I don't know any other way now. I'm so used to the instant gratification. Oh, my gosh. Like, Like, when Brian got, we're, like, looking at our budget, and I'm like, you can't take away Hulu, Netflix, or Prime. Like, don't do that to me. I will die. Like, those are now a necessity in my life. (laughs) So it's, it's kind of funny how... You do make those things your necessity, right? Everybody has a friggin' iPhone. Everybody, you know, you need it now. 
Yeah, right. like, your kids need an iPhone now to survive. Like yeah. they just do. So it's, it's, it's crazy, crazy. Awesome. Well, I'm going to, Brene Brown is Brene name? Brown. It's B-R-E-N-E. Okay. And you know, I think what's lovely about today, Kim, is that we have literally freaking covered like, between you and I, we just covered like decades of media that, or, you know, movies and podcasts yeah. and I mean, what we've I mean, we've watching... covered the stuff that makes our passion, right? For I mean, sure. just, like... other people have other passions out there. Right, but, but... I mean, I just watched The Picnic with my daughter yesterday, yes. which is like a row. I there mean, I go. think the tagline is the sexiest movie that, you know, you'll see. And this was 1955. Wow. So what's out there to help us? to entertain us or to distract us for a little bit, even just for a little bit right now, it can be really yeah. helpful. That's why I'm excited about getting this out there. Yeah, you know, I, sure. I, I feel like I do feel like now is the best time to get it out there. Like, yeah. you know, let's get these episodes in and have our wonderful producer, Matt, get them out there and uh, work is magic. And then who knows where this is, you know, if anything, this has gotten us through through some pretty hard times that sure. we didn't know were coming, right? I yeah, mean, we didn't know. Exactly. We just, and I would encourage everyone to just get on a call like this with their best friend, right? I, I mean, it, it does wonders and this is, it's hard not to think that this is the way of the future. This is how you're going to have to talk to your loved ones uh, you're going to have to, you know, cheers, cheers, cheers. through Skype. Cheers. cheers. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, it's just, it's how we're going to have to survive until we know it's safe to go back out there in the world. So, and it, it's, I so appreciate it. I appreciate having, you know, I love my family. We're stuck here all day together, but just to have someone else to focus on and to talk to does wonders. Well, and I want to say, I I don't know, you know, your, our friendship has spanned the test of time and here we are talking like this and I'm sure we'll see each other as soon as we can and record something in the same room together. I want to do that soon, but I want to say that regardless of what's going on around us, I think it's always a good idea to try to be in the moment with whoever you're with or whatever's going on in your life, because you don't know. And, and I think that's what we're learning is we don't have control. We think we do, but we really don't. So that's what this is about spending some time together, like reminding each other how we're, you know, you're important to me. I'm important to you. And talking about the shit that we, that we love, like this is for sure. That our passion, for sure. Like <laughs> our passions might be a little creepy crazy. and fucked up, but they're our passions. Yeah. So we're gonna talk about it. So I should we sign off now on this one? For yeah, I want to remind everybody if you like our podcast, <laughs> read us on Apple. <laughs> Should we, should we pause and do like a fake commercial or, you know? Yeah, because we have our webs or our email too that we might, might exactly. want to bring people. Unexplainedorgan at gmail.com. Yeah, Unexplainedorgan right. at gmail.com. We want to hear your creepy stories. Once we get this out here, we want to hear what you want to say. I mean, just email us and tell us what, you know, the last crazy thing that happened to you. We want to hear about it. 
Yeah, we want your feedback. We want to know, is there something scary that happened to you when you were camping? Is there For something sure. scary that happened to you one night at a friend's house or on a walk home or a drive home? Or, I mean, the state of Oregon is amazing and it's vast and there's, you know, we want to know what's happened to you. So we want to hear from you. We want to know what you think about what we've said. Are you listening to what we're listening to? Are you watching what we're watching? Tell us what you think. Yes, definitely. Definitely.